and welcome to The Connected Knitter, a podcast about knitting, connecting, and creating community. I'm Meredith, your host, and you can find me on Ravelry as Five Pointed Star, on Instagram and Twitter as The Connected Knitter, and there's also a Connected Knitter Facebook page if you would like to join me there. I don't post there too much, but maybe that will change. So welcome. Today is May 22nd, and this is episode number three, and I'm coming to you from beautiful but gloomy Portland, Oregon. We've had some really amazingly beautiful weather, but the last week or so has not been so nice. We're back to our typical Portland weather, which isn't so bad considering I have plants in the ground that need to be watered, so I'm glad that I'm not needing to use my um, my water bill to make that happen. So welcome. If you're just finding me, thanks for giving a try and listening. I'm really happy to have you. This is just episode number three, so I'm a little bit new at this still, uh, but I'm happy to have you here listening. And if you're coming back, thanks. I'm so glad that you liked my podcast enough to be coming back. So Here's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. First is what's going on, then whips and finished objects and future projects, and then get connected. So it's been, I think, like four weeks since I podcasted last, which I was watching the Legacy Knits podcast and um, Sue was talking about how when podcasters say that at the beginning of their uh, podcast, it always sounds like a little bit like confession, like they're uh, confessing to how long it's been since they podcasted. It does feel a little bit like that to me. I kind of started with the intention of podcasting once a week, and then that got to be too much, and then I reduced to every two weeks, and now it's been four weeks. So it just happens to be a really busy time in my life right now, which I should have known. Um, that maybe it would have been better to wait until the summer to, to start this, but I'm really glad I have started it and who knows if it ever would have happened if I waited. So, um, so anyway, spring is a really busy time for me. I am a teacher, I'm a Waldorf teacher. And so, um, I mean, I think spring is busy for everybody, but, uh, for all teachers, but the, um, Waldorf teachers in particular have a lot going on. And for me personally, we uh, Waldorf schools, every class does a class play every year. And my class, we're currently in the midst of practicing for our class play. And next week is when we'll be performing it, which it doesn't maybe sound like that huge of an ordeal seventh grade class play. Like it could be a pretty um, modest little play, but somehow it just gets to be quite a big thing and managing all of those students and getting them coordinated together to to work together to put on a production is is a, it's a pretty big deal especially since that's not really where my training is at in any way so so anyway it's a lot a lot going on we also have all the typical end of year stuff um, every year because we stay with the same group of students Uh, we move classrooms. So next year I'll be the eighth grade teacher. So we'll be moving into the eighth grade classroom at our school. And, um, and then all the end of year stuff, like writing reports, I'm making arrangements to go to my summer training, 
lots going on. And I don't, I didn't really intend to talk a whole lot about my job on here, but it's really been on my mind a lot. And, um, and one of the other things I really wanted to kind of put out there and see if people have thoughts or suggestions about was um, one thing that work-wise that is taking my attention right now is I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book. And I don't want to go into too much detail about it, but I'm really excited about it. And it's a book that doesn't really exist already, like, and surprisingly so. It's necessary. And I'm shocked that somebody hasn't already written this book. Or maybe they have in some way, but it's not, I haven't found one that is like what I'm writing. So, so I'm really excited about it. And I'm giving some time every day to be working on this. And one of the things that I've really been looking into is the idea of self-publishing versus going through a publisher. And, um, you know, I'm using my Google skills as well as I can to find out about all of this. But if anyone has some direct experience with um, self-publishing or or going through a publisher, I would really love to hear about it. Um, it's hard to tell based on the things that I've been reading, like what is the most up-to-date information. And I think that this is an area that is really changing a lot very quickly. Um, just that uh, um, eBooks are so popular and more and more so. And so I'm just kind of trying to find out as much as I can about all of that. And um, yeah, whether I should look into publishing myself or or see if I can submit to a publisher and get get uh, published that way. Anyway, I'd love to hear if anybody knows anything. And if you are interested in knowing a little bit more about my work and what I do there, I blog about it as well. And that other blog where I talk about my work stuff is called awaldorfjourney.com. So, and I haven't, it's not very up to date. I haven't posted it on there. I think maybe at all this school year, I've, I haven't really done a lot there, but I do, um, there's a lot of information there because I've had that blog for several years now. So if you're interested in Waldorf education or the life of a Waldorf teacher at all, then um, go check that out. So, okay, enough with the work talk. I'm going to move on to talking about my knitting and uh, I have a lot of things to talk about, mainly because it has been so long since I talked to you last. And I think everything, no, not everything is new, but a lot of things are new. So the first thing uh, that I've been knitting on is a pair of vanilla socks. And these are um, just a simple 64 stitch uh, cast on. And the yarn that I'm using is, it's called Knit Pick Simple Stripes, and it's in a purple, orange, and green colorway, and there are flecks of white in all of the stripes. So, and this yarn was something that uh, I got at a knit night, but someone had brought in a bunch of yarn that they didn't want anymore, and this was there. And so... I picked it up and I was looking for, I was heading to my sister's wedding and I was uh, in Texas and so I was going to have, you know, time on the flight and I really wanted something simple 
uh, and easy to knit on while I was there. And so I just grabbed this yarn and cast on. So um, I am, I think I'm in the middle of the second, no, I'm on the foot of the first sock and I just am using my typical vanilla sock pattern which uh, is with a heel flap and gusset and I'm, I have done a little bit to manage the stripes within that just so I'm not coming back in the middle of a stripe but it's and it's working out pretty well so uh, no afterthought even though this is self-striping yarn which typically I like to do an afterthought heel with self-striping yarn but this uh, I wasn't that worried about it and I just wanted to I wanted to knit a heel flap and gusset because that is my preferred um, sock knitting method. And this was, these socks are really all about just having something comfortable and easy that I like to knit on the needles. So I wanted to do my usual uh, heel flap and gusset that I prefer. So that is the vanilla socks pattern or my vanilla sock project. And none of these things are in my on my Ravelry uh, projects page at the moment. My plan is after I'm done podcasting to update my Ravelry account because I have always been pretty good about doing that, but right now it's woefully out of date So and missing lots of pictures. So that's my hope is to go do that after I'm done talking to you all. So, all right, the second project that I'm working on is called the Madronia shawl and it's a little odd because I would usually imagine that this would be Madrona shawl but there is the little curly cue over the N which is what I believe makes it pronounced Madronia so anyway that's what I'm calling it and this is a pattern by Romy Hill and I love Romy Hill's patterns and I have made a few of them before but nothing as complex as this and the way that this came about was that I was getting ready to go to my sister's wedding and I was going through my closet and trying to figure out what I was going to wear and um, it her wedding was in Texas and it was um, just last weekend and um, you know I don't I live in Oregon and it's cold here <laughs> we don't it's you know we don't have the super hot summers and springs that they have there in Texas so I was trying to figure out what I was going to wear and I found a um, just a little short sleeve top that I wanted to wear but I just wanted a little bit more coverage on my arms and I just thought oh I would really love a little shawl like that would be the perfect thing and so I went through I just you know started down the rabbit hole of looking at all of these different patterns and I found this pattern by Rami Hill and it and the one of the the pictures that is on the pattern is clearly a woman on her wedding day and the way that this shawl kind of drapes over her arms is just beautiful and it's made up of kind of this larger back panel uh, that is diamond shaped and then on the two top parts the the flat edges of the diamond that you pick up stitches or you actually just cast off the other ones but and then continue on those two top halves sides I'm not explaining this very well but you continue on from the two top sides to create the longer these long sort of scarf like portions that then drape over your arms so it 
it seems like it fits really well. Everyone in the photos just they just look beautiful wearing it and that it does do that really nice thing of, you know, covering over your back and then arching gracefully over your arms. And I just thought this is the perfect thing. It's exactly what I want. It looks like a wedding piece. You know, it's complex and this really beautiful lace pattern and knit in lace weight yarn and Anyway, I was so excited to start this and it it's, I think it is the most complex thing I have ever knit. And um, I've done lots of lace socks and lots and other lace uh, shawls and shawlettes and things, but usually on fingering weight yarn. In fact, I don't know that I have ever finished a project on lace weight. I've begun on lace weight, but it just never has felt comfortable in my hands and fingering weight is what feels the most comfortable in my hands. So anyway, but this project is somehow really different. It feels great in my hands. And the, um, the yarn that I'm using is Malabrigo Baby Silk Packa. And so, I mean, it was really an amazing situation that I... I know that it was on May 2nd when I was deciding that I wanted to make this. So I found, I went home from school. We got out early that day and I went home from school and I was looking at all of the patterns, decided I was going to make this. And then I uh, went, I ran to the yarn shop that was closest to my house and I looked at all their lace weight and they really didn't have anything that I was really drawn to. And so I called Twisted, another shop in town to ask if they had something and they did they had this Malabrigo baby silk packa lace weight and it's in this colorway that is called simple taupe and it's perfect it's kind of it's a little bit beige brown it's like a brownish off-white and just lovely and I am loving this project it like I said is very complicated and there it's filled with mistakes there are all kinds of mistakes in it and i've gotten to the place now where i can recognize when i've made a mistake and fix it uh, but there was a, a time there when i was working on that main back panel where i was just following the pattern as well as i could and it didn't seem to make sense you know how you can kind of tell where the knit two together should be and where the ssks should be and it didn't look like it was coming together properly but I didn't know what to do, so I just kept going. So anyway, that part definitely has mistakes in it, but um, but I'm loving it and I can't wait for it to be finished. And when I went through this whole process on May 2nd, deciding I was going to make this, I was, you know, looking at the calendar and my sister's wedding was May 13th or May, May 14th. And I thought, well, you know, I've knit a pair of socks in a couple of days before I could do this. I can just zip whip through this thing. I have 12 days before I'm leaving for this wedding. I could get it done. Well, of course I didn't. Of course I didn't get it done. Um, but I'm, I'm still loving it and I'm going to finish it. And I think I, I am feeling right now like this is a new wave in my knitting that my next that that I want to have a project like this on the needles uh not maybe at all times but I I like 
this project, this kind of project. And Romy Hill has lots of these very intricate, detailed lace shawls. And I think I'm going to work my way through some of them. And um, I don't know how wearable they'll be. This one certainly will be wearable for, you know, dressier occasions, I think. I'm not sure if I would make one, if I would wear one to school, like an everyday occasion. But anyway, I just love knitting them. Maybe it will just be a purely process knit for me, but really excited and loving that project. So that is the Madronia Shawl by Romy Hill. And then the next project that I've been working on a fair amount is my umbrella sweater. And I've talked about this before, and this is by Hohi Locatelli. And it is, if I can find the page, I've started taking notes in this, I think I mentioned this before, in this composition book, uh, so that, Anyway, I have it all on hard copy, so I'm sorry if you hear my pages rustling, but that is why. So this is the Umbrella Pullover by Hohi Locatelli, and I'm the yarn I'm using is called a Solstice Luna Sock, um, from, and it's from Dublin Bay Yarn Company, I think is what it's called, and it's uh, a shop here in downtown Portland. And the colorway I'm using is called Oliver Twist, and that Luna sock is um, an 801010 uh, merino cashmere nylon. And I'm really liking it. I, for a while there, was hung up because I just hadn't wound another ball of the yarn. And I'm on the pretty much straight. I, I say pretty much because there is some waist shaping. And I am almost at the, well, I'm probably now at the next place where I am going to um, do the last increase as I'm increasing back out after the waist because it's a top-down pullover. And so I'm pretty close to being done and um, with the length and then switching into doing the ribbing for the bottom and then I'll do the sleeves and it'll be done. Uh, yesterday I brought this, I was just, I've been working on it like crazy and it is just this round and round and round and round again and again, fingering weight, <laughs> um, pullover in my size, which is not tiny. And, uh, so it's, it's a lot of knitting, a lot of knitting and, but it's mindless and enjoyable and I just keep working away at it. Well, yesterday I I was working on it in the morning and I thought, you know, this is perfect movie theater knitting. Like, and I don't, I maybe go to two or three movies a year. And so my kids are at their dad's house this weekend. And so I thought this is perfect. Like I'll just bring this project. And often I don't go to movies in the theater because movie watching is prime knitting time. And I don't, always have a project that I can knit on in a movie theater, but this was the perfect one. So I decided to go and see a movie and I saw the, um, Captain America Civil War movie, which was great. And, um, not usually my kind of movie, but I really liked it and, uh, it was fun to watch. So that, uh, is my umbrella pullover. So hopefully I am going to be done with that pretty darn soon. I still have another full skein and I'm 
I don't think I'm going to finish this skein on the body. So uh, I was trying, the pattern is written for short sleeves that are like, they just barely, the ribbing comes to the elbow, I think. Or maybe that's what I was imagining making. Anyway, they're short sleeves for sure in the pattern. And I had in mind that I would see about making longer sleeves and see how I am for yardage and make longer sleeves instead. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to think about that some. Maybe I'll make three-quarter sleeves. Um, but we'll see. And the other thing with this sweater is I'm just dying to block it because it has this fair isle yoke and it's very bunched up and um just I don't know I have not I as much as I love fair isle and you would think that knitting fair isle as much as I have or color work stranded color work it's not all this is certainly not fair isle like in the traditional proper definition of fair isle but as much as I have knit stranded color work, you would think I would be better at it tension wise, but I'm always, it just looks terrible until I block it. So if anybody has any tips for that, I took a class at Madrona with Mary Scott Huff, who is like master stranded color work knitter. And her projects look just the same before blocking as after blocking. And I don't know what I can do differently to make that true for myself. As much as I try to, you know, stretch out my floats and make sure that there's a lot of give there, I think just my tension, I don't know, it just does, it does, it's not consistent enough. So clearly something I need to practice at. Okay, so that's the Umbrella Pullover by Hohi Locatelli. And then the last project, the last, yeah, oh, the last project, oh my gosh. This project, I'm calling them my Swedish mittens, and I just started them last night. And um, the inspiration for these mittens is uh, I am participating in a swap on the Odd Ducks of Ravelry um, group. And basically, I'll talk a little bit more about swaps, but this one, the theme of this swap is um, dream destination. And so I signed up for it and everybody kind of chooses a place that they would like to go to. And you're matched up with a partner. I don't, partner isn't the right word because it's not like I'm giving to her and she's giving to me. Anyway, it's set up who you're, who you're giving to. And, um, the person I'm giving to, her choice was Sweden. And so I have been just, I mean, I've been really busy, so I haven't had a lot of time to really uh, dedicate or as much as I usually do to these swaps. But I finally, this weekend, had this time where the kids were gone and the wet, I had gone to the wedding, that was over and behind me. So now I was home, I had a whole weekend to myself. Um, I didn't have a ton of work in, to do in the garden and it was raining a lot. So it was like, okay, perfect weekend to stay inside and work on stuff and do whatever I want. So I got thinking and Googling and looking around at what I was going to make for her. And these, um, projects or these swaps always include a large handmade item, large meaning, a you de have to dedicate a certain amount of time. I think it's like four hours or something to this handmade project and I hadn't even started it yet. And at first I thought, oh, well, I'll just like sew a bag or I'll do some sewn thing because that takes a little bit less 
time. Like I know I could be done in the four hours, certainly. So, but then the more I thought about, the more I just really wanted to knit something. So I was looking through all of these patterns online and Googling or searching Sweden and anyway, looking for all kinds of different things. And for a while, I actually bought the pattern for, um, the, the Swedish fish pattern, which is a Spilly Jane knits uh, pattern, really cute. And I, I'll definitely make it at some point. But this time, um, for whatever reason, I forget why I decided not to go ahead with that one. But I found another pattern and it's called the Dala Selbu Hybrid Knitten, Mittens. I hope I'm pronouncing all of that right, but the, what this pattern looks like, it is, um, they're mittens, like in that traditional Norwegian mitten style, um, stranded color work, and they have that traditional Swedish uh, um, horse motif on them, and I'm just trying to pull it up. I'm so bad at navigating on my computer and talking at the same time and I don't even have the project page set up so I don't know what I'm looking for anyway so anyway I was just going to try to look at the pattern a little bit as I was talking about it but this mitten pattern has a combination of like that traditional horse that Swedish horse um, motif with hearts and um, you know and just stranded color work, you know, a nice little small pattern, crisscross pattern on the palm. And uh, I love it. This is like exactly my kind of process knit pattern. Like I just love knitting this kind of thing. And, um, you know, maybe not so much wearing it. Like I don't, I don't know that I would wear something that I would wear mittens, but they're mittens. I mean, I, I probably would, but anyway, I'm knitting it out of blue and white and then I have a couple stripes of yellow around the cuff so I just feel like it's so perfect Sweden and um and I last night just like a maniac cast it on after I got home from the movie so it was I don't know six five or six cast it on and I just knit uh, you know, into the evening. I think I went to bed at like, I don't know, I knit on it until probably 11 o'clock. Went to bed, got up this morning and finished it. <laughs> the one mitten. And uh, I love it. I just think it's the cutest thing. And, um, and I'm super excited to send it to her. So this pattern, it's called the Dala Selbu Hybrid Mittens by uh, the name. I'm totally gonna butcher it, but it's called by when she rolled, uh, so it's W E N C H E Roald R O A L D. So, um, I just love them. So cute. And the yarn that I'm using, I think it's classic or it's cascade heritage. Uh, definitely that's the white and then the blue, I thought it was nitpicks, but it's wound like a cake, which if it was nitpicks stroll, I would have had it, you know, in a, ball so anyway so I think they're both cascade heritage and coming together nicely and I blocked out the first mitten I that's why I was so crazy knitting on it because I just couldn't wait to get it in water so I could see the the color work even out 
Um, cause I just wish that my color work, it was even all like as I was knitting it, but anyway, so I blocked it out and laid it flat and it looks beautiful and so cute. And I can't wait to get the other one done. I'm thinking I have to double check, but I think the shipping day for this swap is tomorrow. So I'm going to have to message the, the moderator and just let her know I'm going to be late doing that because maybe I'll get the second one cast on today but I'm certainly not going to finish it so so anyway that has been those are the four projects that I have been knitting on since I talked to you last well except for the couple of things that I've finished so I'm going to move on into finished objects now which when I say finished objects I say finished because they're set aside because I'm not working on them any longer for right now. But the reason I'm not working on them any longer is because they're almost finished and I don't want to finish them until Stash Dash begins. So you probably know that Stash Dash is this big event put on by the Knit Girls every summer and it basically lasts from the time the knit girls it's a podcast video podcast they're fantastic i love them you should definitely watch them but it starts around memorial day i think the friday before memorial day which is this coming friday and uh and then lasts until sometime in august usually mid-august or so and that is a pretty good time for me although and it it is built around Laura of the Knit Girls, her teaching schedule, because she's out of school before Memorial Day and then goes back at the beginning of August. So my teaching schedule does not coordinate quite as well with that. We still, we go through mid-June and then um, don't return back to school until after Labor Day. So maybe one of these days she'll have the stash dash will last from Memorial Day to Labor Day. I think that would be a very good schedule. It's got these two like beginning of summer, end of summer holidays that really, to me, that's what really marks it. Anyway, I think that would be a great idea. Maybe I should message her. Anyway, that's stash dash. And the goal is to just knit up as much stash as you can and the um definition of stash as far as they're concerned is it uh that it becomes stash as soon as it enters your possession so um you can buy some new yarn and you know still use it right away and have it count for stash dash so um and they count it count you they count it up in terms of meters knit And so last year I was pretty meticulous about counting up my meterage and I would, you know, weigh every project when I finished it and do the division to figure out how much a meter of the yarn uh, weighs and then multiply it out. So um, anyway, I was very meticulous about it last year and I think I'll do the same this year, which is fun for me. And as of right now, I have two projects that are just about done my almost vanilla socks which i talked about last time they are i knit them out of this thoroughly thwacked she shed yarn and um, i just have to finish the toe on that and my plan is to write up the pattern for what uh for that and post it on the blog as a free 
pattern. And so those are almost done. I just have to knit the toe. And then the other uh, project that is almost done, I haven't talked about at all. I looked and I zipped through this project. I ordered the yarn because um, Lisa of Fiber Nymph was having a an update. And she was updating with all of her really popular colorways that everybody really likes. And the one that she has done that I have wanted for a long time is her Nyan Cat or Nyan Cat. I don't know how you say it. But I really wanted a, wanted that yarn. And it's, I, it's not even a skein. It's like a rainbow stripe. You basically get two skeins of yarn. And one of them is this rainbow stripe. Um, and the other is a, a like a dark blue and they're both in sparkle bases and the dark blue is for the cuffs heels and toes and then the rainbow stripe is for the rest of the socks so I have been wanting that for a very long time she posted an update with that yarn and I just happened to it was one of those chance things where I was online and I saw her post and I grabbed it and it cost a pretty penny I have to say but it is because it is an extremely labor-intensive yarn to make I think it's something like 11 stripes in the rainbow and then anyway it's it is amazing it is like a work of art this yarn and so I ordered that I just went back through my PayPal uh, uh, payments just to see when it was that I ordered it and I realized I ordered it on uh, like April 13th or something. And then I cast on right away as soon as I got it and knit through it. And I was done. I had done, I mean, it was probably less than a week that I had all of that done, which actually makes me a little bit sad because I really loved that yarn. <laughs> and it was just such a pleasure to knit with. And I was knitting it on... Um, on double points, which I haven't done in a while, but because my vanilla socks, the, the toes still had to be done. So my usual yarn or my usual sock knitting needles were stuck in that project. And so I pulled out um, some double points and I am really liking that double knitting on double points. So I think I'm going to keep going with that some. So I kind of like it. So, and in fact, I think that's what I'm knitting the um, the other vanilla socks on the green and purple and orange ones. So, so anyway, I still have to do the afterthought heel on that Nyan cat socks. And that is, it's a true afterthought heel and meaning like I didn't even think about the heel as I was knitting. I just knit, 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 knit. And, um, so I will be, oh, and now that I think about it, I'm going to just look at this. I said it's an 11 color rainbow. That's not true. That must be some other dyer who does that. Cause, but it is a remarkable base because what it has is it has this like bright bubblegum pink and then uh, a wide stripe of that. And then it has a narrower stripe of this, of gray, like three rounds of the gray. And then it goes through the rainbow where it's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Um, and yeah, and that that's like one row of each of those colors, pretty much. And um, it's beautiful and I can't wait to post about it. Once I finish them, I will actually do that, but I don't want to 
do that until I've got the heel done on those. So that is, those are my two quote finished projects. Then um, next I'll talk about future projects and I'm still waiting to cast on my cascade pullover, which I'm really excited about doing that. I talked about it last time and it is a Brooklyn tweed pattern. And um, I don't know, I'm like, as I mentioned, I'm really bad at looking things up on the computer while I'm talking, but maybe I will see if I can do that quickly and look in my queue, see if I have it saved there. I think I do. Scrolling down, down, cascade. Oh, it's cascades. I remember I made this mistake before. And the designer is Michelle Wong, Wang Wong. And um, can't wait to knit this sweater. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. And I mean, partly just because it's called Cascades and that is my home. And I just love these mountains. And uh, I think it's, I just love this pattern too. So looking forward to doing that. And I'm gonna use this dark charcoal colored Toots LeBlanc um, yarn that is an absolute dream as well. So that's still in future projects. And then the other things, I'm looking at what the heck can I finish for Stash Dash. And I'm going through all my projects on Ravelry and seeing what I have hiding in the closets of things that I can finish. One is my Palm de Pin, which I am on the sleeves for that. So that should definitely be finished during Stash Dash. I'll finish the umbrella pullover for Stash Dash. I have this Fair Isle cowl that is a pattern from Wendy D. Johnson. And um, anyway, I, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I didn't really prepare to. But um, I started it last summer, I think, and love it. And it's like just using leftover um, sock yarn. And... Uh, now I have a lot more leftover sock yarn that I can use to knit this Fair Isle cowl. And um, so I'm going to try to finish that for Stash Dash as well. And, um, and then, yeah, just otherwise, I'm going to try to knit through my stash. I've got lots of sweater quantities that I want to use up. And shawls. I've gotten quite a bit of yarn in swaps for... Um, like just a couple, like one or two skeins that could go together to do a two-color shawl. And that's that's kind of what I want to do next as well. So um, I have been, I mean, I have this lace shawl on the needles, but I like to also have a shawl that is a little more um, functional, I guess, and more uh, like an easier knit that I can just kind of work my way through. So Anyway, so maybe I'm looking at having another project on the needles in addition to having a sock, a sweater, and that lace shawl. So, okay, so that's everything for future projects. Now, going on to getting connected. Now, I like to use this segment to kind of talk about a way that you might connect with other knitters around your knitting and how you can use the internet as a way to do that. And uh, it seemed fitting that the thing to talk about today would be about swaps. And uh, I just love swaps. I haven't participated in a whole lot. And the ones that I have done are through the Odd Ducks Ravelry group. And that is, they're kind of these bigger swap packages where the 
I think the dollar amounts that is suggested is like $30 or $35 so that um, the you have to spend at least that much on the things that go into the package. And then in addition to that, you have to create a large handmade object and large meaning amount of time, like I mentioned earlier. And the... Um, and I, I've liked these swaps because they're so much built up around a theme. Um, the I will say that it has been a little bit tricky when the person I am receiving from hasn't been as maybe into the swap as I was when I was, you know, preparing the package for my person. And I don't mean that like in a greedy kind of um like I didn't get as much as I gave kind of way, but more in a like, it's just fun when you're into the the theme. And there's one time, this was a few years ago, I participated in a, a fairy tale swap on the Odd Ducks. And it might have been my, I think it was the first, my first swap with them. And it this person who put this package together was amazing and we all chose a fairy tale that we loved and then the there was a a the package was built up around that fairy tale and i chose the um the story of the six swans that the um this girl who saved her brothers by knitting sweaters for them and uh because they had been turned into swans in the way for her to changed them back into her brothers was to knit some knit sweaters for them and I just love that fairy tale and um and this woman who put together this package for me oh my gosh she just completely bent over backwards like every little like she she got these little swan um I don't know if they're like little party favor gifts or something that you can put little candies in and she you know did that and wrapped each one individually in cellophane and oh my gosh it was the most amazing package I've ever received um and then there were several other uh swaps that I participated in where the package was fantastic and just like surprise after surprise all of these things that were so beautiful and related to the theme and just great so it kind of set the tone for me about what to do for a swap. Um, but recently, the swaps I've I've participated in, the packages I've received has been, have been kind of barely on theme. You know, not uh, just the you know, I don't know they tie it in, but it's not quite as much as what these others were. So, so anyway, it is a lot of fun when you really get into it. And I don't want to sound greedy or anything like that, but, um, it's just more fun when you get into it. Um, so that's that swap, but there are all kinds of other swaps that you can find on Ravelry. And in fact, if you search the Ravelry groups for swaps, and I think that's even a tab that when you're searching, you can, um, you can select swap groups and there are, you know, of course, mini skein swaps, which that is a really fantastic way to get lots of different types of yarn if you're knitting one of those mitered square blankets, which I am knitting, but I haven't worked on it in all the time that I've podcasted. So I haven't talked about it yet. But um, so that is a really great way to swap, get to know people and get some really interesting fun yarn for your mitered square blanket. But there's lots, there are a lot of other swaps out there. And I will say that it's been, I've had a lot of fun getting to know people 
through these swaps and I and there's there are a couple people that we just you know connected where I I feel like I got to know them as I was learning you know how to build a package for them and put together a package for them that that it just created this kind of friendship and maybe it felt a little single-sided at least at first on my part because I knew them really well because I had stalked them and figured out what their preferences were and what they liked but it it kind of went the other way also once they got their package. And so I'm Facebook friends with people that I've swapped with. I, you know, follow people on Instagram. And it's just done a lot to begin uh, a connection, to create a connection, these swaps. So if anyone is interested in doing a swap with me, I would love to do that. And if you are interested, mention something like nobody's posted anything on the Ravelry board except for me. And maybe I need to do something about that. I, I, I think I need to do a little more to get the word out there and maybe uh, podcasting more consistently would help with that. <laughs> but um, I would love to at some point start sponsoring swaps and organizing swaps and creating it so that that people can swap with one another. So I think that's lots of fun and a great way to get connected. So that is pretty much all I have to share with you this week. I am hoping that I am going to post a little bit more on my blog this week. So I did post, even though I wasn't able to podcast, I did uh, post something on the blog and I'm hoping that I'm going to do that again uh, this week. I'm trying to balance. I like, I, I like blogging. I really do like blogging and I like podcasting too, but they serve different purposes in some ways. So I'm going to look at adding a little bit more to the blog um, between podcasts. So next week, I may very well podcast next weekend because we have a four-day weekend for Memorial Day. And my son is going to be away on his eighth grade trip. So um, it'll just be me and my daughter here at home. And she's always got stuff going on. So it could just be me at home for a while. So anyway, I thank you very much for listening. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Um, drop me a line. Say hello on Instagram. Once again, Instagram, you can find me as The Connected Knitter or on my Ravelry group, which is The Connected Knitter, um, or Facebook or Twitter, which I haven't done a lot on Twitter, but Instagram is probably the best place to reach me. So um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great week or two or however long it is until I talk to you next. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.